Hello and welcome to Musical Telephone. I'm Tiffany and I'm just here to talk about music. If you're here for it too, I'm so glad to have you, first time listeners and day ones alike. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You may notice that I will also be posting video uh, of myself recording this. Uh, For those of you who enjoy having something to look at with your audio, but just know that for all of you who are just interested in the audio, it will still be available on the weekly podcast. On this show, I talk about music, the music that's impacted my life and the culture for over the nearly five decades that I've been on this earth and beyond. Nothing is off limits. Season two, episode two, we're here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. We kicked off the season last week with award-winning bassist Thundercats album, It Is What It Is, Grammy-nominated. More to come, as I promised, on the Grammys as they approach. I hope that your year is off to a great start, but I'm under no illusions about 2021, okay? I know that so many of us are still going through such a rough time. And um, I just want you to know that I do this show for pure escapism, to escape the stress and pressures of my life. And I hope that uh, you have a good time with me as we turn up and uh, once again, (laughs) with some good musical vibes, you know, this is just a space for just chill meditations on music. That's all it is. And you know, if uh, if you've listened to any of my episodes, that I love to shout out local artists. So I want to highlight a rising star this week. Um, and I also want to get into the legendary band Midnight Star and their classic 1983 album entitled No Parking on the Dance Floor. Oh yeah, that's what we're doing, okay? First, Rock Hill, South Carolina's own Anitra. She has a record out called Girly for God. Anitra is a Rock Hill native and partner of New Soul Music. Shout out to Mr. Dark Eye. There's a delightful interview with Anitra on the Dark Eye and Tiffany show, also a podcast on Anchor. Um, It's a show that Dark Eye and I do together. And I highly recommend this interview. Uh, Anitra is quietly powerful, humble, a positive and inspiring woman with an amazing voice and presence. Um, Girly for God is such an inve- infectious jam, and uh, it's getting a lot of a lot of love here in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So we want to spread that love uh, around uh, throughout the region, throughout the nation, throughout the world. Right? She's got a true earworm on her hands. It's inspiring us to remember that as we worry about our our image and how we show up in the world every day that it's important not to forget in whose image we are made uh, anitra calls on all her girlies to put on their sunday best hair lipstick nails pressed and do it for god every day and in all things she reminds us of philippians 4:13. i can do all things through christ who strengthens me And a special shout out, fellas, you need not feel left out. You can embrace this message. It is 2021. You can embrace your girly for God side without shame or irony. Okay, let's let's do that. 
Midnight Star. Midnight Star um, really captured lightning in a bottle with their fourth studio album entitled No Parking on the Dance Floor. People, they didn't let off the gas for the entirety of the 80s, okay? No Parking was and is a perfect blend of funk, disco, and synth pop. Midnight Star was ubiquitous in the 1980s. They were on the Black Album and Black Singles charts um, consistently all the time. And, and yes, we hadn't so long since been colored. So so what was Billboard supposed to do? We had Black charts, you know? We, it took us a long time to get there. <laughs> As I mentioned um, when I did my Gap Band 4 episode, there's always a conversation to be had about the segregation of music through the charts and radio. It's particularly at this time that we're talking about the early 80s. On the one hand, we, we naturally as human beings, we want to categorize things so that we can understand them. It, it makes it easier for us to find what we're looking for. But historically, it's left artists of color out of the pop space where they obviously could have broader appeal and then often white artists would appropriate the sounds uh, from artists of color and profit greatly and and garner great fame right but lately there's been more democratization in the way music reaches its audiences but you can still argue that we're becoming even more siloed in our listening habits because of digital service providers giving us an endless feed of since you like this maybe you'll like that right if and i think it just bears saying that if you want to be challenged inspired entertained if you want to move and groove and think and laugh and cry and if if the music that you listen to represents you and it means a lot to you, you still have to get out there and, 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 and search that music. You remember how we used to go to the record store and dig through the stacks? We still have to do that digitally in order to, um, to find the best music, you know, because the DSPs and, you know, these, these digital platforms, you guys, it's still all driven by advertising dollars and you know that's certainly true of of radio i know a lot of us don't still get our music from radio but you know radio still has an outsized influence and none of these platforms really have the listeners interest at heart uh it's all about you know trying to to make a dollar so if you care about music go go fight for the artists that are that are really making a difference and having an impact that's my ted talk thank you for attending (laughs) but i will say that you know this doc democratization that what what is this that she's speaking of well you know hip-hop is winning in this space i think because you know, if you let the masses speak, the masses are saying we want to hear hip hop for a couple generations, for you know, two, three generations now, right? It's it's hip hop, yeah. And but just keep in mind that there's a lot of people out there who want to take back their country, 
And uh, they may just storm Apple and Spotify, y'all. We don't know. We we don't know what's going to happen in 2021. So be vigilant. And, uh, you know, don't say you haven't been warned. But seriously, um, you may remember in our early 2019 when Old Town Road by Lil Nas X was released, it immediately, well, very quickly began to chart on the country charts and Billboard could not remove Lil Nas X from the, the country chart fast enough, really. It was it was literally like whiplash. And, you know, they, they, they said that they needed time to categorize it because they just didn't feel like it belonged on the country chart and they slapped it on to the, I think it was the hot rap singles chart. So um, this song, as it, you know, as history shows and will show, turned out to be historic in, uh, in how it just, I mean, I think it's the longest running number one uh, charting single of all time at this point. So, um, but just think about, you know, how much music has been, you know, quashed, you know, relate, relegated to the trash heap just because of the power of these, uh, of the, these people that control the charts, you know? Um, anyway, that's not what we're here for today, but you know, I always like to put out my two cents about, uh, about music and it's particularly the way the industry, um, shows up for and or against arguably, um, black artists, but let's talk about Midnight Star, right? Midnight Star was formed on the campus of Kentucky State University in 1976. So shout out to all the HBCUs out there giving us black excellence since at least the reconstruction. Yeah. Um, All the members um, that I could find present day and uh, back in the day. Belinda Lipscomb, Melvin Gentry, Kenneth Gant, Bobby Loveless, Bo Watson, Bill Simmons, Reginald Calloway, Vincent Calloway, and Jeff Cooper. You may remember the Calloway brothers because uh, they broke out to form a group called Calloway and um, they had a a big hit um, called I Want to Be Rich. I think I didn't write it down. I usually write everything down, but I didn't write that down. But what stands out to me most about Midnight Star is that no one member stands out. They are an amazing ensemble. And No Parking on the Dance Floor is a tight eight song set that gives you everything that you're looking for. It it gives you everything you didn't know that you needed. I would try to choose an album highlight, but uh, there's no misses and no skips on No Parking on the Dance Floor, everyone. So let's uh, go through and review the track list, shall we? Number one, Freakazoid. Number two, Electricity. Three, Night Rider. Four, Feel So Good. Five, Wet My Whistle. Six, No Parking on the Dance Floor. Seven, Slow Jams. And eight, Playmates. And there's endless mixes of uh, Freakazoid and No Parking on the Dance Floor. And you can go down that rabbit hole and be down there for a couple of days. So with that, I want to take a quick break and uh, we'll get right into the highlights.
track one, Freakazoid. Now, if you are not familiar with the North American Freakiest Zoidius, commonly known as the Freakazoid, it's a wily, often melanated, melaninated, <laughs> nocturnal creature, highly attracted to particular nightclubs with crowded dance floors. And legend has it that all you had to do was wind them up, okay? Um, you know, some songs are like getting a tattoo or having a baby. You just never forget where you were when they when it happened, you know? Um, and if you listen to my Gap Band 4 episode, you know that I was a, a transplant from California to South Carolina, um, meeting my family and in many ways confronting my blackness um, for the first time, really. In 1983, when No Parking debuted, I was 12, socially awkward and more than a little weird. Everything I said in season one, episode two, still applies, you guys. Music was my ultimate escape. And suddenly, I was not living near the Hollywood Soul Train West Coast Center of the Universe. And just as I was really taking notice of the concept of culture, I was in a place where I didn't understand the culture, okay? And if you heard my Dietrich Haddon episode, you know that I was a hyper-religious kid and we did not have a church home when we moved back down south. So when I saw my Black family members, cousins, uh, and classmates singing and dancing to the music of the likes of Midnight Star, um, I felt so much more connected than even being kinfolk or skinfolk. Um, music is just that powerful and it had that kind of impact on me. I just, I felt a part of something and I felt a sense of identity um, through the various things that I listened to. And um, I still marched to the beat of my own drum. I still do. But, um, you know, this is one of those albums, No Perking, that I can look back to and say, you know what? If we hadn't moved back to South Carolina and if I hadn't had this experience, I don't think that I would be who I am. And and I, I wouldn't want to be any different. You know what I'm saying? I can't imagine not being me. So I'm very thankful for this record. (laughs) Track two, Electricity. Midnight Star is to me one of the seminal electro-funk bands of the 80s, right? Even though they were formed at the same time as Roger and Zap, Roger and Zap took off fairly, well, much earlier than Midnight Star. And Midnight Star sort of followed in their footsteps, but they weren't just any sort of Zap clone. Far from that. They they really had their own sound. Um, They were players, meaning that they played their instruments. They played that. And uh, they also had the production chops, though, to bring in elements like the 808s and the talk box and just really blend it all so masterfully, you know? Um, The whole electro-funk movement was a futuristic embrace of musical technology. Um, And electricity, it sounds like uh, a space shuttle cleared for launch. It it goes, as the kids say. Track three, Knight Rider. 
this is one of only two or three songs. And, and I was surprised upon going back and listening to this album. There's only two or three songs on this album of eight songs that didn't get a lot of radio play. Uh, Night Rider is one of them. The others being um, Playmates and Feel So Good. But uh, I got to tell you, it might be one of the leaner tracks, but Night Rider, it's so smooth. It's so cool. And it's got this kind of slinky, mid-tempo bass lick smooth vocal harmonies and sexy romantic lyrics i promise they're not gross and it's quite a sophisticated jam if i do say so past the gray poucon track four feels so good midnight star sounds so good you guys already know um this jam is carried along quite satisfyingly by uh belinda lipscomb the female vocalist in the group and it's got these sparkly funky guitars it's just um it's really good (laughs) track five wet my whistle every fan of certainly 80s r&b and funk knows wet my whistle um even if you don't know that it's Midnight Star, it's uh, it's just a, one of those incredible songs. And I think Midnight Star's love songs are so enduring because, because of the thoughtfulness and the maturity of the lyrics, the melodies, the vocals, and the instrumentation, and uh, the fun and the joy and the danceability of it all at the same time. It's a gorgeous classic. Track six, no parking on the dance floor. Okay, this record really needs no expl- explanation. I mean, it's uh, it's federal law, uh, basically, at this point. So um, I will say that. But it's just eight minutes of funky bliss. In fact, it's so easy. It's so right to rock it with your body, baby. It's so easy to drive it all night. You know what I mean? Uh, so there, there's no excuse for parking on the dance floor is, is really, you know, the message here. And um, so many words to live by, like moving violations are easy to fix. You just tell the DJ to fix it in the mix. I mean, I say that all the time, you know, I can't tell you how many situations I've been in uh, where, you know, that was the answer. That will always be the answer. And again, don't sleep on Midnight Star's lyrics. They're fun, playful, and uh, clever, you know, cute, funny. Also, don't think you're going to play this record and not dance. Just uh, just for the uninitiated. Thought I'd throw that in there. Track seven is Slow Jams. Now, if you're a band looking to put only one actual slow jam on your album, why not make it one of the best slow jams in history in the history of all slow jams and then call it slow jams right has there ever been a slow jam compilation that doesn't include slow jams by midnight star Hmm? has any dj ever ever played a quiet storm set without playing slow jams by midnight star have they i don't think so and if you don't know what i'm talking about you just don't know your slow jams Track eight, Playmates. This was a a really a revelation upon re-listening and rediscovering this album. Um, It's sweet, sassy, funky. It's an ode to monogamy at the same time. 
playmates out to have some fun. Playmates, everybody needs one. It's not judging you. It just makes having only one partner sound really hot. <laughs> thank you, 1983. And thank you, Midnight Star. Well, my little freakazoids, that's the gig. Don't forget to get Girly for God and check out Anitra on all digital platforms. Go to girlyforgod.com and see if you can still cop that physical copy. Also, have you heard No Parking on the Dance Floor? If so, tell us your favorite track. If you've not heard it, I'm guessing you don't have a driver's license yet. Check it out and let us know what you think on Twitter at MusicalTelefo1. On the Musical Telephone Facebook page by email, musicaltelephone1 at gmail.com, and me personally on Instagram at tadams465. Also, if you want more of my musings on music and general all purpose stuff, join me and my co host, Mr. Dark Eye, on the Dark Eye and Tiffany Show, also a podcast on Anchor. It's a show about critiquing contributors to the culture about music, entertainment, and entrepreneurship. New episodes every Wednesday, everywhere podcasts are heard. Until next time, believe what you hear. Thanks for joining me. Have a great week.